The Winnipeg Jets might be backing it all up and trying to rethink their strategy ahead of the upcoming Winnipeg Jets season. After demanding assets that could help now and in the near future, especially competitively speaking, the Jets might not be getting the offers they're looking for. We'll dive into why this change of direction could be really valuable for the Jets as they rethink what they're asking for on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Winnipeg Jets fans, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making so much Uh, Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most importantly, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDONNHO for $20 off your first purchase. Now, like I said, you know, at the top of this episode, uh, some interesting tidbits leaked earlier this afternoon. Afternoon, I wouldn't say it was like a leak necessarily, but um, we heard that the top Jets brass might have been meeting about the future of the team. And if you're hearing that and you're not really all that surprised, you might want to start perking your ears up a little bit because um, a a big brass meeting about a week ahead of the NHL draft is relatively unusual, especially for the Winnipeg Jets, right? Winnipeg had come into this uh, like off-season window firing on all cylinders and saying, we want competitive assets. We want guys who can help us right now. But you know what? If the Jets aren't really getting great offers and they're not really seeing pieces that are coming back in these trades that really keep the Jets competitive, it might be Winnipeg now signaling that things are about to take a bit of a different turn. Uh, The first piece of information that kind of seems to be floating out there is that more than likely, Blake Wheeler is going to be bought out rather than traded. Now, we've talked about Wheeler being bought out before, but you know I think the Jets were kind of holding out some degree of hope that he might be a trade asset of some sort. But my guess is most teams are going to look at that contract and say, we don't want that. And you know unless the Jets were to retain like half of that salary, Winnipeg's probably not moving his deal at all, especially without paying somebody to take Wheeler on. So if you're looking at that situation and trying to figure out, okay, well, what's the best option then? What is a good face-saving thing that lets Blake go chase a cup ring elsewhere and also gives us a, a bit of extra cap space? Well, you know what? A buyout actually makes a reasonable amount of sense. I think they would be um, dealing with like 2.7-ish million on the books for the next season or two. And that for the Jets is pretty digestible. And most importantly, 
it lets Blake go sign another free agent deal with a contender like, say, hey, the Florida Panthers, uh, and chase that ring before he thinks about hanging it up, right? So I think there's a lot of reasons why that could be good. But if, you know, Winnipeg is also getting other offers for some of the expiring assets that they were looking at, and they're not really where they thought the offers would be, this might be the Jets now realizing that their whole we-need-to-stay-competitive vision isn't really that great of a plan. And I think it was flawed from the beginning because the idea that the Jets were going to get a lot of competitive assets for expiring free agents and stuff was, to me, just kind of crazy off the off the bat, right? You're not really going to get players who can help you right now, especially in the staying competitive portion of uh, the plan, if you're if you're trading back players who are basically expiring free agents. Why would any team want to give you high-end assets that can keep you competitive when they could just keep those same players or, or pieces and use them instead of trading them away for a guy that they're getting maybe a year or so out of, right? You got to think about it logically. Teams just aren't going to give you a bunch of really amazing um, here and now kind of players for, you know, a season or so of whatever free agent they were hoping to bring in, whether it's Shifley or Hellebuck or somebody of that caliber. Now, the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade situation is a little bit different. We're looking at a sign-in trade there. That would be more the, the sort of trade where I think the Jets have the potential to really do some damage and actually get something pretty baller back. But in terms of like Hellebuck and Shifley, that's kind of where I think that 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 ball sort of stops. I think a lot of teams are going to look at both of those players and say, they're great, we really like them, but we're also not going to give you stuff that can keep you competitive uh, because, you know, futures and, and prospects and stuff are, you know, more plentiful. They're not as, um, I, I would say, worrying for teams to give up and send off to other squads. And again, like I said, why would you trade away players who can help you stay competitive for one year of an expiring asset, right? Teams want to have contract control. They want to have some term and they don't want to just give away good stuff for an expiring free agent when quite honestly, whatever they would be giving up might be at the same level. So teams, you know, I think they've probably wisened up and it might be time for the Jets to start doing the same. Based on the fact that they've had a meeting with, you know, a lot of the Jets management uh, to, to talk about the future of the team, I'm thinking they might be seeing the same uh, the same signs and reading the tea leaves here a little bit and changing direction. We'll talk about what this change of direction might mean instead as the Jets approach a super busy trade week next week or a uh, draft week next week. Obviously, it is going to be um, a very pivotal time for Winnipeg, and it could be a very fruitful one if the Jets play their cards just right. We'll dive into what all of this means in just a little bit, but before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events and concerts really shouldn't be as much of a pain in the butt as it is, but we all know that it's expensive, it's time-consuming, and honestly, it really is not the most convenient of processes. You know, you're, you're going to get a seat, you might not know where uh, you're even sitting, and you might not even get a great perspective on what you're actually going to be able to watch. And that's why Game Time is here to help. 
They give you in-venue seat views, so you'll always be aware of where you're sitting. You'll know what your view is going to be. You'll know whether it's going to be obstructed or not, because Lord knows you don't want to pay a couple hundred bucks for a ticket to stare at a pillar, right? Any Red Sox fans knows exactly what I'm talking about. But best of all, Game Time is really here to help you save money. They've got last-minute tickets and flash deals, which, you know, if you've ever bought last-minute tickets, you know that people are trying to clear them out. And this is a great time to get really cheap tickets to that event that you, you could have avoided buying months in advance and saving a bundle of cash. We all love that. It's super convenient, and it's often a great way to save a lot of money. Of course, Game Time is going to help you get those tickets and have them delivered instantly on a safe and secure app. And like I said, they've also got their own flash deals and specials that they run. So if you're ready to uh, save time and money, it is time to uh, go snag the tickets of your dreams by downloading the Game Time app. And when you create an account, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase term supply download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hello friends and welcome back to this episode of locked on winnipeg jets part of the locked on podcast network your team every day every day thank you so much for rejoining us on tonight's episode as we talk about some signs that the jets might be rethinking their plans as they enter this offseason with a huge to-do list and a lot of players who are going to be kind of on the list of a mass exodus. We said that Jets brass had just had a big, big, big meeting, right? And that's pretty unusual a week ahead of the draft. It's probably not about the draft so much as it is, you know, Winnipeg's ultimate fate and how the Jets are going to play this offseason, right? They, They went in swinging, hoping for competitive assets. I bet you they did not get anything quite like that in their offers and the Jets are going to have to rethink their whole vision for what the season and uh, beyond is looking like. But in my mind, I think this is great news if you're a Jets fan. I know you're going to say, well, why would the team being not competitive be good, right? But I think the biggest thing is that we've talked about the Jets having a couple of core deficiencies with this team's organization and system. One of the biggest problems is that the Jets just don't have a lot of elite scoring talent. And you know what? You ain't getting it in trades. There are very few teams that are going to be able to swap um, their top-end score for whatever assets the Jets are offering up. Usually the teams that do that are, are doing so um, paying uh, a bit of a king's ransom, right? There's got to be some sort of a fit between both parties. And the Jets aren't really in that boat right now. Winnipeg is kind of in more of a selling position, right? And we're not even talking about players like Kyle Connor. We're just still focusing on the free agents and stuff like that, maybe even a disgruntled player or two. But in terms of adding finishing talent, the only way you can really do that is through the draft. And if the Jets are kind of picking up on this notion that futures and prospects might be the only thing that is going to be of real value coming back in these most of these like trades and stuff, That's good for the Jets. I think Winnipeg would be really wise to avert direction uh, or change direction, go away from the whole we want to be competitive and look more towards the future. I think that approach is how the Jets really need to to, to kind of, you know, stay away from like this whole half half measure retooling stuff. Either you admit that to some degree you're going to have to tear it down and start rebuilding 
or you keep kicking, kicking the can down the road forever, and eventually it's going to catch up to the Jets. One way or another, all of this trying to delay the process only adds to the pain that we're all going to sit through in a few years. So if the Jets just bite the bullet now, get it over with, start the rebuild, and uh, really bring in some good futures and prospects who might be closer than the, than the Jets are thinking, you know, maybe two to three years or four years down the road, the Jets might be better uh, a lot faster than what, you know, they might be thinking about if they're trying to do like some sort of a on-the-fly retool. The truth is, is that they just can't even retool without like an elite netminder because Winnipeg has a lack of scoring talent. So if you're not going to score a lot, well, you're going to need a goaltender to really bail you out. And unless Swayman, who might be a, a real legit option coming to the Jets, is the next uh, edition of Connor Hellebuck, you're not going to really find um, that elite level of saves coming in. You're going to get a guy who's pretty good, probably like a solid 1A kind of starter, but not somebody who's going to be a Vesna caliber goalie, especially not with the way the Jets um, tend to, to make mistakes in front of net, right? So Winnipeg, I think for me, would be really wise to consider going the direction of um, futures and stuff, right? And we've talked about this. I, I already espoused why I thought this team needed to stay away from the whole we want to make the playoffs vision. I, I think that was always going to be a mistake. I feel like that is just, again, it's kicking a can or kicking the can down the road on a problem. The Jets continue to spin wheels. And realistically, with what the Jets are going to be sending away from Winnipeg, how on earth would you replace that with guys coming in? Like I said, the, you know, the teams that they're going to be trading uh, their free agents to are not going to give the Jets like amazing top end David Posternox to help Winnipeg stay competitive. It's just not realistic. And I think the Jets, again, are starting to cue on that. And maybe they even knew this all along. I, to be honest, I suspect that back in the corners of their minds, the Jets knew that this was more than likely what was going to happen. Teams just aren't willing to give up really good cost-controlled assets unless it's like, you know, a win-win for both sides, uh, but more specifically for the team that is acquiring whatever Winnipeg is offering. And in this case, I just feel like, you know, you're looking at Shifley, you're looking at Hellebuck, uh, you're looking at Dubois, who I think has some, you know, unique circumstances around his particular case. But I just, I have a hard time seeing a lot of teams offering crazy stuff that gives Winnipeg a competitive edge uh, to replace what Winnipeg is losing. So I think if you're if you're thinking how to best approach this offseason and set the Jets up for success, going for the future rather than the present is really how the Jets are going to be successful in a few seasons. Speaking of going for the future, I think it might be even more imperative that the Jets kind of suck this coming season. I know it's not something that people want to hear, but like I said, if you want to put butts in seats, you got to be bad first. We'll dive into what exactly the Jets might be looking like here in a few weeks uh, in just a little bit and, and why being bad is perhaps a good thing if you're trying to improve. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are one of the few pants out there that I think a lot of people are uh, maybe curious about, but also sort of wary of because what it even is a bird dog. Well, the most important thing you need to know is that it's the only pants with like an interior liner. So it's almost like having built-in underwear. And bird dogs come in a whole variety of styles. 
They have great stretchy uh, shorts that are perfect for um, helping you look good, feel good, and be comfortable. They come in materials that are made with anti-stink uh, sweat wicking fabrics. They hug you in just the right places. And they really do away with a lot of this like stiff material that a lot of you are probably used to. I know some of my shorts aren't exactly the most comfortable. They kind of are a little bit rigid if we're being honest. Bird Dogs is here to save the day, though. And if you're not just interested in shorts, they've got plenty of other pants styles for all situations. Long stuff to make you look a little bit more professional, keep you jazzed up and nice. And again, like I said, it is very comfortable. It's going to keep you uh, sweat free and you're going to love the way you look in your bird dog. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler when you make an order. You don't want it. You're not going to want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us on tonight's episode as we talk about the Jets maybe making a bit of a course correction to some of their uh, previous plans on what they were hoping to get from trades and how they were going to make that, you know, parlay into some kind of a playoff appearance. We all kind of knew that that probably wasn't going to happen, right? The Jets just ain't going to be all that great. And I think it's really crucial that the Jets not be great for at least a season because Winnipeg has always had this problem of being um, kind of like a mid-tier team, right? And when you're a mid-tier team, where do you think you tend to draft? In the middle of the first round, which is not always a problem. But if you're talking about some of the teams out there that have gone through uh, some serious rebuilds, right? Do you think Connor McDavid is going to be sitting there at 14th overall or 18th overall or even 10th overall? Answer is heck no. Uh, you would be unbelievably blessed beyond belief to somehow have him slip out of the number one overall spot. It would never happen, and it hasn't happened, so it exists in the realm of fantasy. And that's also true for a lot of really, really elite, high-end, almost slam-dunk prospects. You're just not going to find franchise-level talents that often when you're not picking in the top five. And that's where I think Winnipeg really needs to find itself at next year's draft. Now, it would have been preferable to have it be this year's draft, but it is okay, right? It is what it is. There's always going to be top prospects out there who can change the face of your team. And yeah, some of them are going to be outside of the top five picks. You never fully know how a prospect is going to pan out, but more than likely, right? If you want the best shot of giving your team a booster injection of elite skill and something that's just going to put butts in seats, then you really are going to have to tank, uh, whether it's a soft tank or a hard tank. And I think for the Jets, we're going to be looking at more of a soft tank. I think Winnipeg is going to make some moves to try and look competitive, but I think the reality is they're going to understand scoring is going to be hard. They're not going to get as many saves, and the team's going to take a step back. I know Bones is going to do all that he can to put Winnipeg back in the playoffs, but let's be real. Barring a miracle, this team's probably going to miss by a very close margin. I think the Jets are going to be a half-decent team, but I think the, the areas where they're going to be bad are going to be enough to pull the Jets down pretty significantly, maybe enough even to, to put them below a wild card spot. It, it's not great, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm like excited about this necessarily, but I am kind of excited about the prospect of 
it leaning to another lotto pick. The last lotto pick we had, okay, didn't exactly go Winnipeg's way long term. Uh, Line A kind of wanted out, and that's partly, you know, Winnipeg's fault, if we're being honest. Line A also had, you know, some personality quirks, but I think the biggest thing is you just don't want to run your players out of town. You want to give them reasons to stick around. And I think the Jets, you know, if they get another lottery pick, hopefully this time they make it a lot more palatable for Seth Lotto pick to stick around and sign long term with the Jets. So, yeah, you know, the being bad is is not fun to watch and certainly you don't want to pay for it. But I think if you're Winnipeg, right, if you're trying to build for the future and make this team sustainable and successful and, you know, also cost efficient you're going to have to sacrifice something here pretty soon. The Jets core is not going to be around for much longer as it is. And the Jets need to start really thinking about not just beyond next season or the season after that, but three, four, five, six years down the road. That's the timeline that I think Winnipeg really needs to start feeling things out and planning for. This present time stuff is not going to help Winnipeg stay in Winnipeg, right? You know, the Jets are desperate for playoff revenue. They're desperate for seats uh, to be filled. But if this team just keeps being mediocre, no one's going to want to come and watch. So you know what? Except that things are going to be rough for a year or two. Go hard on, you know, selling for the future. And you might just come out a much stronger team at the end of all of it. Let me know how you're feeling about this potential direction change for the Jets. Are you excited? Are you looking forward to it? Or are you kind of dreading it? Drop your thoughts and feelings in the YouTube comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. But for tonight's show, that is all the time that we have. I thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here tomorrow. So thanks for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.